Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery, and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets, and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ritual. My name is Amy Harvey and I am super excited for this week's episode. Um, This is about a topic that I am extremely interested in learning more, always more. Um, And that is about Norse paganism. Such a big topic, Um, but I am speaking to Jacob, who has a YouTube channel called The Wisdom of Odin, and he is just an absolute wealth of knowledge on this topic. Um, Really fun to talk to, and I think especially if you are really interested in Norse mythology, Norse paganism, this one's going to be a really good one for you. Um, And it's just, he's like Jacob was really fun to chat with. I think maybe majority of the time we were just kind of rambling on about something else, but it was a pretty good one. And I, I feel like I could talk with him again because like I said, it's such a big topic and we really just covered the surface level stuff. So maybe we'll have to get him back, but um, I hope you enjoy my chat with Jacob and all things Norse paganism. So I would just firstly like to start this episode by saying I have a cold and I sound as though I have socks stuffed up my nose, but I just want to let you know that they aren't there. So if I am coughing and spluttering and all of that, I do apologize. So just ignore it and pretend that, you know, it's just like a bit of ambience for today. But just, just, I just wanted to let you know, I don't normally sound like this, but today I'm actually very excited Um, I have always had a very, very deep interest in Norse mythology. I find uh, the whole pathway of Norse paganism very interesting. And obviously I know I'm like a lot of people, I've watched Vikings, I've watched Ragnarok, I've done all of that, but I always wanted to know more, like, because obviously you watch shows and they like to make it very dramatic and whatever. So I've always had this thirst for knowledge and I was looking around trying to find you know, just learn more about it. And I found this YouTube channel and there was this guy on there and he was such a gun because you hear people who teach about even like witchcraft sometimes, they can be very serious, very like, I don't know, not the most engaging, but he had this channel that was like every single video was just so engaging. He had such a really good way to teach And I just totally loved it. And I know that a lot of you guys are also really interested in Norse paganism. So I had to get him on the show. And so right now I am sitting here with Jacob from the Wisdom of Odin. Hello, Jacob. Hello. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what to to say after all that flattery. I appreciate it. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I was thinking, honestly, when you said Vikings, I was like, well, you know, you have a good connection to it because Travis uh, Fimmel's from uh, from I know, right? He's hiding in the the bush somewhere out there. He is. No one knows where he is. (laughs) He's completely disappeared now. But as soon as I found that out, I was like, fuck yeah, we've got Ragnar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to chat with you. Now, where where are you? You're in America, but whereabouts are you? So I'm in the the place most people would never expect any like Norse pagan YouTuber to come from. Mm. I am in Kentucky, which uh, (laughs) this is always fun. Do you what what when I say Kentucky, what do you know about Kentucky? I know obviously there's the KFC reference, right? Um, I know you have (laughs) a big, don't you have like a big um, Kentucky Derby? Yep, yep, horses, horses are bigger, and that's about it. Yep, that's usually it. Uh, I'm impressed you knew about the horses. Uh, yeah. This last summer when I was in Germany, uh, anytime I said I was from Kentucky, they would always be like, oh, KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, well, thank you. So it's nighttime for you and morning for me. So I appreciate you taking some time out from your night to chat with me. Um, but the way I like to start every episode is by asking what is your morning ritual and this could be I guess magic like um Norse kind of ritual or just mundane a bit of both but how do you like to start your day okay so we're gonna go down the rabbit hole right away so do it because uh I think a good example was like today so I I went to go see my family who's who isn't pagan by any means uh, traditionally Christian and um, for me, I, I feel like dreams are slept on a lot, like, you know, mm. pardon the pun, but like literally, because I feel like once you start opening yourself up to the energies of the world, no matter what you call those energies, mm. your dreams start making more of a connection when you first wake up. Yeah. And so I've, I have found the more I have followed this path, the more my dreams have become clear. And mm-hmm. so I usually spend the first 10, 15 minutes of my day reflecting on what my dream, dream meant. Now, am I finding the answers to the universe in my dreams? No, and I don't think you no. will. But I think they give you an answer of what your mindset is going into that totally. day. Almost like, a, almost like a divination right away. Yes, I totally agree because often I will look back at my dreams and at the time I go, whatever. But then maybe a week later I'll go, whoa it was there all along like it was playing in my subconscious and I it came out in some weird abstract way but if I had taken the time to write it down and think about it now it makes perfect sense yeah I'm a I'm a big proponent of journalism uh and Mm. and just journaling in general um I keep a a daily journal uh sometimes it's just you know I edited videos today it's you know it's nothing in in depth and then other times I have these massive dreams I had or shamanic experiences Mm. or a moment I had And I realized how important that's going to be five years from now when I have completely forgotten everything I did in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know what? Yeah, You've inspired me because I, um, I never write my dreams down ever. And I, it's like one of those things, the more you wake up, the less they, they start to fade away. And I think it's like that muscle when you, the more you work at it, the more you can like, yeah, wake up and just write everything down. Then you've, you've captured it before it's faded. I love that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, how many of us can actually say we remember a dream from a year ago, but if you actually write it down, you can, I mean, you don't even have to write down the full thing, just a few images from it and you will remember it. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. And it is like divination, isn't it? Like I, I do a lot of the mornings I wake up and I do cards 
And yeah, sometimes they make no sense, but if I always write them down and the situation will come up and I'll go back and I'll be like, yes, like I was warned, you know, I knew something was going to shift or change or whatever it was there. And I guess you've already mentally prepped knowing that maybe something's going to happen. Maybe if a circumstance comes up, you should respond in this way or not respond or whatever. So I think, yeah, it is definitely, but it's like a very personal divination because it's coming from your own mind, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and to, to go back to the more directly answer the question as far yes. as like daily rituals, um, personally, you know, I've gone back and forth over the last few years. Uh, and I would say at this point, my practice has become almost entirely seasonal. Um, so mm. I typically only do things around the, you know, the holidays, the festivals, you know, the events we have in the community. Um, you know, I, I don't know why it shifted that way. Uh, maybe it's because, you know, I, I do feel really lucky that every season I am doing something with a group. Mm. And not everyone has that. So a lot of people, I feel like, develop those daily rituals because that's what they, that's all they have. And so they have to have it in order to have some form of spiritual connection. Totally. And you also, it's a good reminder that you don't have to do something every single day. Like I think, especially when people are starting out, they really like almost turn on themselves because, sorry, that's the, (laughs) we have a rabbit and he's running around like a psycho. So just ignore that. Was it um, with Australians and rabbits? My best friend <laughs> who moved to Australia immediately got a rabbit. Really? Instantly. Yeah. It's not a common thing. Not that uh, I'm aware of. The, of the few Australians <laughs> I've talked to, you all own rabbits. It is for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, people really give themselves a hard time because they're like, I need to do this every single day. Otherwise I'm not a true believer. I'm not a true, like, you know, I'm not doing my, my part the way it should be. And I think it's like, sometimes you just don't, sometimes you just don't have to, you know, like, I think sometimes you're more called for it because maybe you need something from it, but other times it's like, yeah, it's just there. You just have that belief and that's all you need to really have. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Well, and, and nine times out of 10, when people message me through email or Instagram, uh, they often just want some form of validation for their experience, which is perfectly mm. understandable. Because, you know, when you first start any form of, of pagan path or spiritual path, you feel like you're crazy because you're like, totally. did I just feel that? Did it, I really just see two ravens fry above me and I felt something? Yeah. Um, and so you go to the internet and you're like, oh, this person felt two ravens, saw two ravens. You yeah. know, let, me, let me validate my experience because they felt it too. Yeah. And and I feel like uh, recently um, I've gotten really into telling people to share their experiences. Like I'm not, I, I say, I'm not here to validate your experiences, but get out there and share them. So everyone knows every time you see a raven, you feel something because that makes yeah. other people feel good too. I love that. That's really nice. Um, so how did you, can you tell me about how you found Norse paganism? Cause you said you weren't always one. So how did it all begin? Um, yeah, I've, I've told this story quite a few times, and uh, and I feel like every time I, I pick out a different detail that was the most important part. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, I would say Buddhism was my gateway, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so growing up very Protestant Christian, very Baptist, you know, I was church every Sunday, uh, you know, vacation Bible school. I was in a church play, which I think most people would find really funny. And I just, <laughs> I just never felt anything. Yeah. And so the moment I got freedom and I got out of my parents' household, um, I just immediately just started exploring religion and exploring world religions and Buddhism connected to me the f- at most right away. Um, and I was actually reflecting on this not too long ago is uh, something that the Dalai Lama said in one of his books was that Buddhism uh, itself 
is the water of life, you know, just understanding the basic human ethics, the, the mm -hmm. way energy works. Uh, and then however you flavor your tea is up to you, you know, so yeah. everyone needs water. So it doesn't matter if you have, a, you know, he's like, I'm Tibetan Buddhist, so I flavor my tea as a Tibetan Buddhist would. But, you know, you can be, you know, a, a Christian and still practice Buddhism in some way. Yeah. Or, you know, in my case, you know, I flavor my tea with mead. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's what works for me. <laughs> so I just found the flavor of tea, you know, that works for me. And I think yeah. everyone's going to find a different flavor. I love that. That's such a good analogy. And I think as it, I'm drinking it, tea right now. <laughs> As am I, but it's not mead. <laughs> I know what yours is. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. That would be just absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, I like that because I think often as there are religions that are very like it's our way or no way. And I think that really everyone's connected. I guess it really depends on your belief as well. But for me, I feel like everybody is connected. And yeah, some people just see God as God's or a different label, a different face, you know, but really everybody has a belief system. Even if you don't believe in anything, you still believe in that. And I think that having that water and everyone drinks the same thing, but with a different flavor, it really just, yeah, it brings us all back and says, yeah, we are all here and everyone is allowed to drink what they're drinking, but we all have the same source, you know? I think that's beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and, you know, not to go too far down a rabbit hole here, but one mm -hmm. of the things that has been my kind of determining line for people is, you know, I am fine with everyone's flavor of tea. The only thing that I start, you know, when I start questioning something is when someone's saying my flavor of tea is wrong. Yeah. Is, is such a big sign. And that's something I'm really big on telling people is like, look, you don't have to, you know, like the flavor of tea that the wisdom of Odin makes, um, you know, and you can have your own flavor of tea and all these things. Yeah. Don't but drink it. The moment you tell someone, you know, cause it, it, this is a really big problem. I mean, some people call it gatekeeping, but when someone's like, no, your flavor of tea isn't right. My flavor of tea is right. That's mm -hmm. when you, everyone should start questioning things. Totally. And I have no tolerance for that either. I'm just like, I'm literally not sitting here telling you how to live your life or what you should believe or even think. So I really don't need you telling me that either. Like I respect you as long as you're not like killing anybody or doing anything right. stupid, like go for it. I don't give a shit what you believe. So don't care about my life. Like back it up, man. Right. And I mean, that, you know, bringing back to like, you know, my, my Christian background, you yeah. know, I have recently, you know, kind of introduced my mother slowly to it. And, you know, I, I've started with basic, I go to spiritual retreats, I'm a spiritual person, and then we'll see if she asks questions. And But immediately it became, you know, oh, I don't appreciate your flavor of tea because yours is wrong. You know, it immediately just went to that. Mm, yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but, you know, I appreciate your flavor of tea, mom, even though if it's a little, a little dusty and crusty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so when did you find it? When, when did you find your path? Was there like a moment? Did something happen or was it just, did it start off as an interest and then it grew? Like, what was it? I would say, um, it was a feeling cause I started researching, you know, looking into the stories and things like that and, and started spending time with, you know, talking about deities more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've told this a thousand times because it is so prominent because it was so insignificant in the moment in my life is I was waiting tables at a restaurant when I felt, a, you know, a spiritual presence, you know, yeah. and my heart started racing and, you know, like I just felt this, this sensation come over me and I kind of got these images of, you know, like fjords and, you know, uh, uh, you know, the northern lights and things like that. Mm. And it's like all of my senses were taken over for a moment and it was so strong 
that I actually had to like excuse myself and go outside and like take a moment like what just happened yeah um and considering up to that point I was very critical of religion I would say because I had never had an experience um it definitely opened my eyes to start questioning those experiences yeah that's really cool I think often like when you are open as well not to anything in particular but you just like go I'm gonna open my mind and whatever comes will come sometimes it does just come in the weirdest ways doesn't it it just like and especially in really inconvenient places where you're like I shouldn't be having like a panic attack right now or hallucinating or whatever but it's just like it really and I always say this to people it's like you just have to keep that open mind and embrace whatever way it comes in because maybe it will be a bird. Maybe it will be a, I don't know, a freaking acorn hits you on the head. But for some reason that sparks something, you know, I think, yeah, just having an open mind will just take you on this crazy adventure. Like, look what happened with you. One of my uh, favorite Buddhist tales, and I learned this pretty pretty late on, about, about the time I switched over to a, a more pagan path. It was a story of a, a Buddhist monk who exiled himself to, you know, meditate daily for enlightenment. And he was up in a mountain and um, he meditated every day for like 30 years and never reached enlightenment. And it wasn't until one day he was out chopping wood and it was the sound of chopping wood that made him reach enlightenment. Really? And yeah. So it's like, you know, the simple and mundane yeah. something just clicked in that moment. Yeah. It's so funny how it works like that. I love that. And how do you find um, combine, like, do you combine the two paths together even now in your practice? Or would you say now you're more Norse or is there still bits of both that you put together? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I have a, a one answer for that. You know, I would definitely say that I, you know, if someone asked me blankly, you know, what your religion is, I would definitely lean more towards saying I'm still Norse pagan. Yeah. Uh, just simply because, you know, I, I work pretty much exclusively with the Nordic deities. Uh, but you know, did Buddhism teach me a lot? Of course. And is that still, mm -hmm. it, it's part of my story. So it's always going to be a part of my story and I'll go back and all of a sudden I'll learn something else from it. You know, I, I still don't shy around, uh, away from Buddhist videos or Buddhist books. Um, you know, I've been to Buddhist temples before and, you know, and I try to learn something from them. Yeah. Um, in fact, while I was in Germany, I visited, uh, it's called East park, which was a park de developed for, um, Eastern cultures and religions. So they had a Shiva temple, they had a Buddhist temple and all these things. And, you know, and that was inspiring for me and it was amazing and it gave me ideas of my own and I felt connected to, you know, particularly Odin in that experience. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, it's all connected. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's really hard for me to separate the, the two at this point. I don't think you need to. I think that's just having like such an open mind as well. Just being able to like go, yeah, I have one main avenue, but I'm also open to others. It just makes you more of an open minded person. I think I, I don't think you need to just have one belief I don't feel like there's a rule book I know some beliefs do but I think the more open you can be the more you can understand everybody as well you know oh yeah I mean one of the most pure experiences um at our, our recent gathering in Wisconsin in the United States um we have a gentleman that goes there um he is 100% Christian I mean he's yeah. maybe a little bit floating on the Christo pagan side he goes yeah. there to to support his wife he's dabbling he He's, I mean, he pulls tarot and things like that. Um, but to me, it is the most pure experience that he comes there to support his wife, but he enjoys himself. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't push his values on us. And we don't push our values on him. He say, hey, if you want to participate in a ritual, you can. And he yeah. has. Uh, he's come participated before. But I, you know, one evening, him and I were just sitting around a fire and we were talking about the nature of the universe. Yeah. And we all were able to share something with one another in that conversation. 
That's so cool. I'm good on him for being able to do that. Like, what a legend of a husband. <laughs> I literally looked at him at one point because uh, they're a little older. Um, I, I would say they're probably in their uh, 40s. Sorry if they're listening to this and they get offended. Uh, <laughs> I think they're in their 40s. 20. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, life's been a little hard. Then, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, at one point I just looked across the room because he, he loves food so much. And he was having like a religious experience with these mashed potatoes. And I looked across <laughs> the like room. Sounds like my husband. And I, was, <laughs> and I looked across the room and I was like, you know what? I love you, man. <laughs> I've never seen someone enjoy mashed potatoes. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, now, I wanted to ask you, because obviously Vikings is like such a big deal. I mean, I Vikings was our lockdown show in Victoria, where I am. We were in lockdown for no joke, like two years. And so in order for us not to go mental, you had to have some kind of love in your life. And so we started watching Vikings and it's the, I was the best. I was so obsessed with it, <laughs> but um, I wanted to know what you thought about it in regards to, Norse paganism like obviously as a show it's cool but I know it's not exactly factual um but do you think that shows like that are a good thing for that belief system that path or do you think they've been a negative or do you think maybe they've been a bit of both because I know like I think it's good that they're bringing awareness to it and maybe there are a lot of people that didn't know like they they felt something, but now they had more of an idea of what it was they believed and that gave them that avenue. But then I know I've also seen things like, you know, there's like groups on Facebook where someone's like, um, I'm a Norse pagan and I got this tattoo and it's this symbol. Can you tell me what it is? And you go, dude, don't get a tattoo of something you don't even understand, but call yourself a Norse pagan. So I can kind of see like how it can be a good thing and a bad thing, but what are your thoughts on it? So I, I will say uh, I do have a video mm. that I, I made right before the new series came out. Um, mm. It's like 25 minutes long and exploring misconceptions created by that show. Mm -hmm. And this has a really in-depth conversation. So I recommend anyone that actually wants to know more about that, definitely check out that video because yeah. I explore a lot of these concepts in a lot it. more in depth. I'll link it for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Honestly, I, I really like that video. And it's I, I took a hike and it's a beautiful day and all this stuff. So it's a great video. Nice. Um, but what I kind of came to the conclusion is like, I understand why some people are very negative towards the Vikings TV show. But at the end of the day, it brought, like you said, so much awareness to the faith um, that I can't help but, you know, congratulate it in that aspect, especially the earlier seasons. I'm very critical of the later seasons in the show because I definitely think it went to Hollywood. But yeah. that first season, it has an entire episode devoted to Uppsala and the religious beliefs of the Viking yes, people. Yes, that was and so it's like, beautiful as well. And that was influential for me because I think that came out in 2013. That was a couple of years before I started my path officially. And I remember watching that and feeling something. Again, it, was like a, it wasn't like it was a full religious experience, but it was that chill on the back of my neck I didn't understand of seeing that and, and understanding that the world used to be different, totally. I think was the biggest thing. Now, was mm -hmm. it exactly 100% what I was watching on the screen? Of course not, because no. we can't do that. But at the same time, it was something similar. You know, we know they had a temple at Uppsala. We know they, they had ceremonies and rites similar to that. Um, so just being able to see it play live action like that was very inspiring. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, when it, uh, we, uh, the th I think the top popular term, I don't know where it started. People like to say is uh, like bro satru, I think is what people mm -hmm. like to say. When it comes to uh, the Viking bros, the people that come from Vikings and, you know, they're like, oh, you're Valhalla all the time. And, <laughs> yeah. I see, and it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, I don't condone them for it because we, 
we've had people come into like our discord community and stuff like that and they're so gun ho and it's like we're so glad you're passionate but also we don't blood eagle people here (laughs) it's illegal yeah and you know and we've had people come and they 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 mature you know we've had many people in the community i look at now and i see how far they've come Mm -hmm. uh, because we did allow them to go through those those infant moments that we all go through and they don't say glory of Valhalla anymore they're not yeah, bros. Just... <laughs> uh, but then we do have people that get upset they're like no this isn't what i expected and so there is that negative they side wanted the drama they, yeah they they wanted the what vikings tv show created they wanted the blood uh the blood the boobs and the battle you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just not like that you know <laughs> that's so funny and i think i guess a good way to look at it as well is that the people that do come in and they're all like yes i'm a norse pagan it's even like with witches people do this all the time like i'm so passionate and i know exactly what i'm going to do and this is how it is and then in like two weeks they're gone and so i guess you can kind of go like give them their moment as long as they're not coming in and like insulting anybody let them have their thing and they'll probably just continue to move on and find someone else you know yeah i mean the biggest thing for us is the only time we get a little bit um snippy about it is during ritual time like if we're actually at a gathering we're having a ritual because we've had it's been a long time but uh, in our infancy of uh, of coming these uh having these gatherings we would have some people that would just be so aggressive about you know just shouting odin's name like you're sitting there trying to do like an invocation you know do something really nice and they're Mm. just like (laughs) and it's like okay i'm glad you're passionate but like calm down and so since then we've kind of had precursors uh we're like look you know we're glad you're passionate but please be respectful uh you know we don't ask people to be you know solemn during these times but Mm. read the room you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so funny um so i know i think maybe also going back to like you said that you grew up in a very um religious family how do you and how did you deal with um, judgment from people? Because witches get this all the time. And I know a lot of people don't want to come out and say, this is who I am because there's so much judgment, misconception. People just have very closed-minded views. So how did how do you, even to this day, deal with people, especially um, family or friends, if they have a judgment about your belief like what do you how do you go about that yeah so this might not be you know (laughs) there's no one universal answer for this Mm. but i have been very lucky and that i've received little to no negative criticism in person over my religious beliefs Mm -hmm. but i would say it's also because i don't force it on other people i'm very i'm fairly private in my which is ironic considering i run a a public youtube page about (laughs) it um but you know, I have my Mjolnir on and I just, that's about it. I, you know, mm-hmm. I go about my day. Um, you know, I've given offerings in public places before and I make sure it doesn't interfere with anyone else's lives. And if they ask me questions about it, I would gladly answer them. But I've never had anyone come up to me and judge me wrongly for it. Now, it could be an anxiety thing that, you know, when we do sit down to give an offering out in a park or something like that, we always think like, oh, is someone watching me? Is someone thinking something negative? But, yeah. you know, just, just yeah fuck those people (laughs) yeah absolutely uh and you know and again it's easy for me to say because you know i've shown my face online a lot and you know i've gotten used to doing things publicly Mm. but at the same time i feel like if we don't and and you know and when i say we i just mean pagans in general alternative spiritualities as long as we don't force other people to conform to just loving us and Mm. we understand that you know just accepting who we are 
I think that's the nice middle ground. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I've done this. I, I've just not forced it on anybody and I've received no negative feedback. Yeah. Um, and I, and once again, I read the room, you know, with my mother, it's been a long process. You know, if I went up to my 85 year old grandmother and said, I'm a Norse pagan, accept me. Is she going <laughs> to do it? No. <laughs> you know, and, but no one would, if we grab someone and say, accept me, yeah. you know, it's like pick your work. battles. Yeah, but with my grandfather on my, my father's side, it's been a slow process. Again, over the years, I've dropped little hints, and it turns out he's been actually really into shamanism for almost his entire life. Mm. And, you know, and he's kind of kept it to himself, but once he realized that I was kind of going down that path too, we started talking about it. So I think it's just one of those things where ease people into it, you know, drop little hints here and there and see if they pick up. But yeah, don't don't grab your 85-year-old grandma and <laughs> make her conform to your beliefs. <laughs> yeah, it can be a little bit aggressive. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, let them be old. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll probably tell them and then they'll go, what did he say? Like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> there is no, I could honestly tell her the, every detail of an Odin ritual and she'd be like, well, that's nice. Because <laughs> there's, it just doesn't even comprehend, like, you know, to a woman who, who only knew the Southern Baptist churches in her entire life, th there's just nothing else. Yeah. And I don't, and I just life. don't expect her to realize there's anything else. Well, that's it. You're basically asking to like rewire somebody's brain, like maybe a middle-aged person, you know, they have, they should be more open. I guess the, the more we go into this life, the more the generations are exposed to everything but yeah if you go back that's they're very in their box and you just pick your battles is it worth having a fight about it no no right. one's going to achieve anything and again I, I should say you know I've had plenty of people message me and have very very serious feel, fears about being kicked out of the house and things like that yeah. uh you know if you're in that kind of situation I don't recommend bringing in a bombshell like paganism hello Kat. oh hello um, <laughs> <laughs> she always likes to show herself for podcast um <laughs> You know, especially people who, you know, don't have their own independence, you know, yes. ultimately, if you're under the roof of your parents, you know, as long as they treat you with some amount of respect, I, I would say treat them with respect as well. Mm. Um, and then once you get out of into your own life, into your own experience, then you start practicing your own way. You start having that altar space. You start giving those offerings more frequently. Mm -hmm. So would you say then for the people that are stuck in their environment to just do it in private then, like just take your beliefs and do it in your own space rather than let someone else's opinion seep in? Yeah. Um, and another, uh, just again, I'm just, I shoot advice at the wall to see, you know, hopefully it helps some person out there mm. because again, every situation is going to be different. But another thing that I've seen that works really well is you just do it and you don't give it a name. You don't say yeah. I'm a Norse pagan. You know, you just like, while you're out with a, on a walk with your family, you have an apple and you're just like, Oh, I'll be right back. Walk into the woods. You leave it at a tree. You say, thank you. And you walk away. Yeah. And your mom's right. like, what were you doing there? Oh, just giving an, you know, giving an apple to the tree. <laughs> Go about your day, you know, a jolly walk away. And she's probably never going to say anything about it. You know? Yeah, true, true. That, that's a good way of looking at it as well. Because I think if you did say like, I'm going to give an offering because I believe in blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, okay, okay. Well, I, and honestly, I, I, I've done this when I hike because, you know, I'm really into the hiking community here in Kentucky. Mm. And so I think I've gotten a reputation on the trails I frequent as the guy that does give offerings and, and like leads people around because I'm always there with groups. And I treat people like they're dumb for not knowing just for fun. <laughs> so, they'll, you know, I'm in the middle, you know, uh, just recently we had like 13 people on this hike and I was standing in the middle of a, a winter stream with a bottle of mead, like calling to the gods as a family walked by and they were all just looking at us and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, 
giving an offering to Odin. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, you haven't done this today. <laughs> That's so funny. Play with their minds. <laughs> so they, the rest of their walk, they're going, should we be doing that? Are we missing right. something? <laughs> yeah. uh, am I dumb for not doing this? Oh, I've done, full, I've done full like shamanic based rituals uh, in, in public parks. And again, I just don't, I don't acknowledge it. You know, I've had people mm -hmm. stop by, they take pictures. I usually have someone like, like almost like a handler, I guess, kind of watching me. Um, like I'll bring a friend um, to kind of, if handler. they have questions, handler, yeah, because, well, I mean, especially if I'm doing <laughs> a really in-depth, you know, shamanic based rich white, I don't like being disturbed because it's kind of part of the process. Yeah. And so, you know, I usually bring my friend Casey and she kind of runs diversion for me. If someone's like, <laughs> what's going on up there? And she'll answer questions and stuff. But again, no negative feedback. People are always like, hmm, that's really cool. And then they just go about their life. You know what though? I reckon it's like one of those things where you know, if you're like at a party and someone puts music on and there's that one person that goes and just starts dancing and you're like, yeah, good on them. I'm going to start dancing too because they just don't give a shit. They're just like, this is what I'm doing, full confidence. And people respect that. I think often the people that judge it, there's more of an issue of them and their own shit than the person who's even, who's doing anything. So I think majority of the time people are, probably look at someone like that and go I respect them for having that complete confidence in what they're doing yeah and uh you know if I had any I don't have any children yet uh but if I had any uh you know advice for them if they wanted to do something strange if you're going to do something just do it with confidence and no one can ever really judge you just and it commit you. Mm, yeah. totally I agree and what do you think um about when people say that you can only be a Norse pagan if you're from Scandinavia? So that's an interesting dilemma. Um, mm. I don't know if there's one, again, with anything, there's no one right answer there. But <clears throat> I, the, the only thing I can say is I have a wonderful community of people from all walks of life mm -hmm. uh, that all legitimately have experiences. And so if they can have experiences, why can't everyone else? You know, yeah. it, like one of our community leaders, I, I really hate, you know, speaking for them in any way, you know, he is a native, he's Native American and he's black. And he is the most Vanier focused person I know, uh, you know, and he's in the military as well. So he's about to go deploy, uh, you know, the fight for a year in Kuwait. And mm -hmm. we did like a warrior ritual for him calling to Odin and all these things. And it's like, it was such a powerful experience. And so I look at experiences like that. And again, it's like, anyone who says that I treat them like they're dumb again, almost like the offering in the stream. You know, I just had this amazingly powerful experience with a man who I don't know if he has Scandinavian heritage, but mm. that, does that make it any less real? No. Nah. And so I think, you know, that's the answer I always go to is the experiences I've had with people who clearly, or, you know, at the very least, I don't know they have any Scandinavian heritage. I mean, shoot, I don't even know if I have Scandinavian heritage. Mm. I don't even think it matters. Like I remember seeing, <clears throat> I think it was like some, witches page and they were talking about basically they were just slagging off other people saying like you know they're I think it might even have been Norse like they were working with Norse deities and like how you can't do that like you're Australian you can't um follow them you can't worship them you can't work with them it, it doesn't make any sense like you're not allowed to do that and I was like why like why why does it have to be so only Norse can work with Norse. Only, you know, people with Greek heritage can work with Greek gods. Like there is no rule book. And I think sometimes 
they find you for a reason. And, you know, it could be maybe it's a past life thing. Maybe it's a deep, deep, deep heritage thing. Maybe it's just because there's a quality about you that connects with it. And I think like feeling like you can't connect with something because it's not your heritage or origin or whatever. I think that's bull. I I honestly just think sometimes things find you because they were meant to find you. So uh, again, there's so many different avenues we can go with this conversation. And I, I tend to stick to experiences because I feel like that's what I, I built the, uh, the, the channel on and you know my platform mm-hmm. is my personal experiences and the experience of others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say you know, the, the thing that becomes complicated is if a, a Native American tribe want, doesn't want others to practice their form of spirituality, yeah. do, we, do we judge them? And yeah. that's where it becomes uh, uh, you know, mucky uh, mm-hmm. just because I have to respect that. Totally. So... It, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's a hard conversation. It is. Because, it is hard. But at the same time, there's a really great movie. I, f- I think it's called The Dream Keeper or The Dream Catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes from, it's from like the 90s. And it was made by um, a, a, a huge set of native tribes here in America. And they had, it's a series of short stories as a older grandfather travels with his young grandson to a powwow and he's instilling knowledge and so this whole thing is you know created by the native community to to share share these stories again and one of the stories they share is of um this like very clearly like very white red-headed irish guy that comes to a powwow and he's like what's up my brothers i found out i'm 164th native american (laughs) and the young uh, you know and the 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 younger um you know the son the grandson is like oh look at this guy this pretender this poser and the grandfather says you know just because he you know he's very excited he's one you know 164th that's not what matters what matters is that he respects what we believe in and we absolutely yes and so again you get two opposite ends of the spectrum there and mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people in the native community that say, no, this is for us. Mm-hmm. And there's people that say, no, they want to learn from us. And those forces are fighting all across the world right now. Yeah. And it, it's hard to say when, who's right and who's wrong. That's really true. And I guess that, you know, the more there are those people that it is about respect, you know, they just want to learn because something about that way of life really resonates with them and they do respect and there's nothing negative from them at all. So I guess from their point, it is sad because it's like, all I want to do is respect your culture, but I do understand the flip side of that. But, and you're right, it is, it's a tricky point, but I think, I think, yeah, if you're, at least if you're doing it and you're doing it in a respectful way, you're not trying to insult anybody, that's all you can really do. And you shouldn't judge somebody for doing that. I don't think. Right. And then another, you know, like really pure experience I, I've had um, is something that we do with like uh, the native community uh, around here, as far as like Serpent Mounds here in Ohio, we recently visited there and they have like it, Serpent Mounds is a is a native like a petroglyph in the shape of a snake that's thousands mm. of years old. It's really wow. fascinating. It's, um, and, you know, as a child, I never respected it. But now I look at it and I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Because uh, it's almost like 3,000 years old and we don't know wow. why. But it, it aligns with the uh, the equinoxes and the solstices. History is amazing. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just and knew there, shit back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, and I, I look at that and I'm like, what about all the, just like around the world, we all have this connection to the solstices and the equinoxes. I know. No matter what your history, no matter what your skin color, yeah. we all love it. And so that's what I try to connect to is yep. let's come together on those things that we all honor. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think that's why I went down, I've been going down the, the shamanic path because every culture in the world on every continent has some form of shamanism and mm. they all almost feel and experience the same thing. 
and that mm-hmm. is so fascinating to me. Oh, it is all that stuff. It can, like I could literally sit and talk about that stuff for ages. And like we watch shows about you know like Stonehenge and all the different placements around the world and how they're all like lined up. And it, my brain, I just anyway, <laughs> I can feel I can feel a rant, but I won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, like. I was recently at uh, I stayed I stayed uh, at one of our community members' house on the way up to the Wisconsin gathering, and all they wanted to do was watch Ancient Aliens. And yeah, talk about, like you know all these like <laughs> old world like the pyramids around the world, and I'm sitting there like my brain hurts. <laughs> Seriously, it like it's because you just it just doesn't make sense. But then it it would have made sense. See, it, it's blowing my brain now. I can't I can't like <laughs> physically think about it too much because it's like you go no. That's, no. that's why I just I just hug trees. That's the, that's the best thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, now tell me, how did your channel start? Like, why? What was the prompt for you to begin, and what what did you want to get from it? Yeah. So I would say because at the time I started the channel, I had been practicing about three years. I would say. And, um, you know, I, I, of course, looked on YouTube and all these things. And, you know, I did my research into the, the various groups, you know, mm-hmm. at, at some degree. But it seemed like everyone was so closed off. No yeah. one wanted to talk to one another. No group wanted you in uh, for this, that, or the other thing. And, you know, I think I was a part of one Facebook group. But anything you posted, they just quickly, you know, said you were wrong right away. And mm. it just made you feel like shit. And so I started thinking, I'm like, okay, I don't like this. Can I add something to this world? And I, I really noticed there was a void in people showing you their experiences, showing an offering, mm. showing a ritual. And so that's what I really started my channel on was I want to show my experiences so others can see them, can see. Yeah. And again, it's that whole am I crazy thing. Yeah. If you just have someone sitting here in front of a screen saying, here is how you give an offering point by point, that doesn't show that it's I'm... real. And so even though I made mistakes and even though, you know, I... I failed, uh, you know, some rituals or I did things wrong, at least I showed it and at least others can learn from my mistakes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I think really what the wisdom of Odin stands for, if you you go back and you watch that first video and you see how dumb it is, you see that my camera is out of focus, <laughs> you see that I was just so excitable again, you know, I, you know, I just come off, you know, basically no knowledge and coming off the Vikings TV show and all these things and just having this base understanding and then watching my content now and seeing how far it's come, seeing yeah. the rituals we're performing now. The growth that's what that I think, had. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's what's really going to be the most visible in 10 years, if I, you know, hopefully continue to do this. Mm. It's like, holy shit, you know, here he was pouring mead into a, a tree, you know, five years ago, and now here he is doing this complex Odin ritual where you climb the world tree, you, you know, and you're doing yeah. all these crazy things, and everyone's screaming and hollering and have a good time, you know. It's that that growth. And I really wanted to show my growth through the channel so other people can grow too. Yeah, cool. And it also gives people who are starting, you know, they can start with you at the beginning of your journey and kind of like work alongside with you. Um, and they don't have to just jump to the very end and go, holy shit, I should be doing all this right now. They can go, no, 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 this is where he began. And the things that he was thinking and feeling are normal and I am right to feel that too. I love that. And I think like one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing as well is to normalize stuff to just because people do have that misconception that it is, there's all the drama that like for mine, you know, it's witches standing around a cauldron, turning kids into rats or whatever. And you go, no, don't do that. 
I only do it sometimes. Oh yeah, that's, that's, like a thir- <laughs> that's the Thursday thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Well, every second Thursday. <laughs> um, but it's like you know, a lot of these um, faiths are just very nature based. They're very seasonal. It's you know experiencing what's happening outside your window, and when people can see that, they go, oh. I think I've been doing some of that without even realizing it. And I think, yeah, just normalizing stuff is very freeing for people. Yeah. And, you know, back to like, you know, what you're saying about like, you know, which is, you know, turning, you know, people into toads and whatnot. It's the same thing with, you know, heathenry, Norse paganism. People think that we go around, uh, you know, giving blood offerings all the time and having Mm. human sacrifices and all these things. Uh, And it's just like, it's so different than that. (laughs) It's really um, like most of my offerings are just me and my friends in a drum circle at this point. (laughs) Um, So how I saw you've started the gathering. Can you tell me what that is? We'll tell everybody what that is. Yeah. So, sorry, I feel like I need more light over here. It's finally getting dark. There we go. so the gathering started uh, once again from this need of community because mm-hmm. there's there's so many of these Facebook groups. I mean, Facebook groups in particular, they always seem to do a lot of talking and not a lot of gathering. And, you know, and this yeah. was before COVID. Uh, you know, they didn't seem to do anything. It's like, yeah. okay, well, let's talk about paganism. That's fine, but let's go do it. Yeah, and totally. No seem to be doing it. Mm. So again, it, it came from that necessity. I was like, well, if they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I just put out a, 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 you know, I had a thousand subs at the day, you know, and this was like 2019. I put it out to the world and I said, hey, let's, let's get together. And nine people answered the call. We got together and, you know, it was great. It was amazing. And it just blew up from there. Um, you know, just, Oh my gosh, I think we've had near 40 gatherings now since then. And uh, we just formalized the organization in January as a nonprofit. And so uh, we're, we're getting our feet wet as that. There's uh, 20 people that uh, run the organization with me now. And we've kind of just figured things out as we go. And it's That's definitely so set cool. up a lot different than a lot of the more modern Ossetry groups. Um, we, we believe in simplicity. You know, mm-hmm. it's about the gods, it's about the folk, and it's about the spirits. You know, as long as you put those three things above yourself, you know, your friend and folk is us to us is kind of the saying. Mm. And so we really focus on honoring those three things at every gathering, you know, the, those who came before and who are with us now with the folk. Yeah. And then, you know, the spirits of the land, uh, which is really big here in the United States. Um, and we've gone gotten really close to like native spirits, because if you're if you're doing something here in the United States, you're dealing with native spirits almost totally. all the time. Absolutely. And so they're very different than spirits in like Europe. And so learning how to work with them uh, in a way that is, you know, coexisting is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the last time we gave an offering to the land spirits, literally the moment after we we poured out the last drink, um, a coyote like howled at the top of its lungs. Wow. During, like, a full, and it was during a full moon too. And it's like, oh. we're doing, yeah, it's like <laughs> we're doing this right. <laughs> That's so cool. What an amazing confirmation so. that they they heard you. Yeah, so we're really focused on real experiences, like real in-person experiences, uh, just to get people outside, get people out, out, you know, out in the real world and having real human connections is our, are really our main focus. Yeah, cool. And so how many people do you get now? Um, so like right now, we have seven gatherings in the works right now, each with 20 to 30 people. Um and then like the one we have this weekend is in Ohio and it's 35 people. So, you know, I would say it's 80% have been to gatherings before 20% people. It's their first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we really just find a focus on the the individual gatherings. You know, we typically have them around the solstices and the equinoxes. Yeah. 
and um yeah and i you know probably have i'm trying to think how many states we have at this point with people it's probably like 10 states have people in them as far as like leaders and we're having our first international gathering in the netherlands this year and then and the united kingdom as well that's so cool how does that feel knowing that like you started from this like tiny little thing and now it's just like growing and expanding to the world that is why my lesson for this year for myself is gratitude. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I, I set that intention. I was like, this year I'm focusing on how crazy this is and how thankful I am for the experience. Yeah. And like for you to look back at your first video and go, oh, I was stuffing that up. That didn't make any sense. That looks weird. And then look where you are now. Like imagine if you told yourself then if you keep going amazing things are on the way for you like how cool oh yeah and you know i i think i always had the dream of that happening i think i mentioned in my third video i was like how cool would it be if we like got together guys <laughs> so much fun <laughs> no, here I am actually doing it. <laughs> right yeah um and i actually i i recently did like a, a revisit video because I, I i was going back in my older videos and i noticed that i was just like that was the first time I had ever mentioned, like, we should have a haul. And now yeah. we're actually talking about it. I'm like, this is crazy. So you know? cool. I love that. I love that. Um, now, we talked about the morning. Do you have an evening ritual? <sighs> I, again, I would say, for the most part, I don't have many daily rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I perform most of, if I do have a ritual at the home, I typically do it at night, uh, just out of necessity, I think. Um, so the only, the only thing I would, I do now for myself is I practice, uh, my, like my spirit walking, my, my shamanic practices, um, just when I feel the calling. Yeah. Like if I just, I have that urge, I have that sensation that I need to do it. Um, you know, I'll sit down and I'll do a drum trance for a while. And I kind of just sit down, light incense, light candles and really let myself, it's more of a meditation, I would say, than it is an actual ritual or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. I love that. Okay, so before we finish, I have five fire round questions for you. Cool. And these are like the really deep and meaningful ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, gerbils with explosives on it. Uh, that's number one. <laughs> All right, first one. Is there a movie you could watch a thousand times and never get sick of? Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel has nothing to do with paganism. No, that's fine. It doesn't have to. Can be anything. Okay, yeah. These, these are no, open. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, no Grand Grand Budapest Hotel, one hundred percent. I watch it. I haven't seen that. Oh, it, I am a little bit of a film snob. I'm not gonna lie, and mm. so I really like artsy films. Yeah, cool. And yeah, it's it's good. It's good. all right. All right, I'll check it out. Um, a book that's changed your life. Myths and symbols in pagan Europe. So that is a pagan one. That is yeah. the first. Bo- I, I actually that was the first book I ever read. It wasn't the Poetic Edda. So that was it, if. I push it so hard on my channel. If you watch my content or if you enjoy this podcast, Myths and Symbols in Pagan Europe by H.R. Ellis Davison, amazing book. Beautiful. Is there an animal that you have a close connection with? And it could be a real animal or just a type of animal, but it's up to you. My community members will appreciate this. It's a turkey. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I don't know if you know in like the Norse idea or Norse paganism, there's the idea of a filgia. Mm-hmm. which is essentially a spirit animal, a power animal, yes. essentially. Yeah. And I know it was legitimate when I first encountered it in my my experiences because there's no way I would choose a turkey on my own 
my own no. choice. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do you know once I was doing this class and it was all about psychic development and you connected with your spirit animal that was like your guide that would take you through meditation and all of that. And um, I was so lucky because I got a reindeer and I was like, fuck yeah, that's nice. a cool animal. So but there's one person, they got a dung beetle. Oh, I was like, poor things. dude, don't say <laughs> that. At least lie. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. Is there a place that you could travel to right now? Like wh- where would it be in the whole world? Oh, probably Iceland. Yes, me too. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to make it happen. It's just so expensive. It's so bloody beautiful. I just, I look at pictures of it all the time. It's like, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Um, all right, last question. What does happiness look like for you? Oh, I would say this goes to my my love for Huga and like the Danish idea of happiness is mm-hmm. to me, happiness is a, a quiet evening with some candles in a fireplace, a pe- the people you love, board games, books, um, good music, and just conversation. And honestly, that's the best part about the gatherings is almost every single one, that's what you end up with. I love it. That sounds pretty good to me. Thank you so much. Now, where can everybody find you? Now, tell us all your secrets. Right, yeah. So all my <laughs> secrets, my only fans is... <laughs> <laughs> uh Freire's findings no um, <laughs> so the best place to find me at um if you actually want to have a conversation is instagram at the wisdom of odin uh mm-hmm. youtube is where most of my content is made these days uh so that's just the wisdom of odin on youtube and then we have started our community uh with a non-profit so if you want to know interested in the gatherings um or what we're doing there it's just uh www.northerntraditions.org and that's how you find our community which is probably the the main thing i'm focused on at the moment Amazing. Thank you so much for coming today. It was an absolute pleasure. You're a legend. No, it was great. Uh, I, I appreciate uh, us working out the time considering yeah. we're 24 hours apart or where the hell I it know. is. We did it. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I will link everything that you just said below. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yep. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Well, there you go. What an episode. Like I said, um, we really just covered surface stuff there. There is so much to talk about when it comes to this topic and so much to learn. Um, and if you are keen to learn more, I definitely suggest checking out Jacob's YouTube channel, uh, The Wisdom of Odin. He just There's just so much information on there and he really knows what he's talking about. So um, yeah, check it out. Um, learn more, fill your brain and we can, uh, we'll get him back. We'll get him back and we'll chat some more about this topic because I just absolutely love it. So, um, thank you so much for joining. Once again, I really appreciate all your support. If you want to connect with me, you can find me in all the usual places. That is, uh, Wick and Sage on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can also watch this episode over on YouTube and that would be under Rose Thorn Cottage. Or if you want, you can come and hang out with me and my Patreon gang at Patreon. 
uh, and that's under Rose Song Cottage as well. And we're actually planning on having our own little Yule uh, Zoom party soon, which is going to be so fun. We can swap Yule stories and get to know each other a little bit more and it's a really beautiful group so um, if you're definitely looking for a little bit more magic in your life uh, check that out but otherwise have a beautiful week thank you for listening and I will see you on the next episode bye